all believe in something. A god, a higher power, intuition, ourselves, karma. Even believing in the absence of these things is believing in something. It's a part of our human nature. Religion can be an intimidating, uncomfortable, and even an offensive topic, especially when beliefs clash. But it is important. So let's start a conversation about it. In fact, let's start a few conversations about it. I'm Anna Weeks, and this is Religious. In this episode, my friend Samantha Furland is joining the conversation by phone all the way from Maine. This conversation is heavily centered on morals and examining specific experiences from Samantha's life through the lens of her worldview, which we found is difficult for her to label. So yeah, Sam, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm just going to give a little background to the listeners right now because they have no clue who you are or our relationship, but you and I met a little over a year ago now at a marketing agency in Greenville where I was interning at the time and you were working like an actual job. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, but lots of things have changed since then. So what's your life look like now? Where are you and what are you doing? Yeah, so I moved back to where I'm from, which is Maine. So I live in a small town right um, along the border of Maine and New Hampshire. And I work at, um, it's kind of like a solar panel company. So they are like the middleman for selling mounting systems to commercial buildings. So like the pieces you use to mount the solar panel. Okay, wow. What? Anything else you want to share about yourself, like fun facts or anything like that? Um, fun facts is I'm obsessed with my two black cats, Salem and Lucifer. <laughs> Salem and Lucifer. They, the Kikis. Yes, yes, the Kikis. They deserve a shout out. They all, yes, always. One of the reasons you immediately came to my mind when I was considering who I should talk to and like discuss religion and worldviews with um, was because, like I said, I remember we would be like sitting at the front desk in the office and talking about like eternity or something. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And so I loved those conversations and they, they came so naturally, I feel like, and I know you're passionate um, about talking about that. And so I remember you mentioning that you grew up Catholic, you were raised Catholic. So how committed were you to that religion and what was the shift that made you step away from that upbringing? Yeah. So we stopped going to like our Catholic church when I was probably in like the first grade. I want to say like the springtime. And so I would do CCD, which never really knew what it stand for, but it was basically kind of like an after school Sunday school type thing. And so it got to the point where, you know, first grade, you're like, what, seven or eight years old, eight or nine, somewhere like that. And the teachers at CCD were talking to us about like how babies are made and the importance of babies and children. And then they went on to basically like, tell us how like, if you're pregnant, you have to keep the baby like a like doing anything otherwise is not what God intended and it's like awful and basically we're just like forcing us as like 
six or seven, however old you are, year olds to already be in the mindset that like abortion is wrong. And as a woman, I mean, personally, everybody, of course, is entitled to their own opinions, but I'm very pro-choice because I like to have complete autonomy over what I do with my body. Um, so that kind of always really stuck and my parents were really upset about that. And so, yeah, I mean, I had already done my first communion and so we just stopped going after that. And I was so young that when I was that little, I was like, ugh, it's Sunday. I have to get up super early and go to church. Like I I didn't, I, I didn't care. Um, and yeah, honestly, that's the reason why. So you were never seriously involved in Catholicism no. or anything no. like that? No, I would not be able to really tell you like what the difference is between Catholicism and Christianity off the top of my head, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, so shifting to your view on religion now, you mentioned, I know when we were talking, you mentioned you you adhere to more of like a paganistic paganism view um is that what you want to call what you believe um my personally I would say that I'm agnostic over anything like I believe that like I believe there has to be some higher power it's just a matter of I don't necessarily believe that it's like everybody's religious view of like of one specific god like christianity's view of one specific god i personally am more like the idea of the universe and i believe that the universe has a path for you and it will kind of guide you down your path in any way it can to like help you and for me if gods exist it would be more of i want to say kind of like Greek mythology without all the drama <laughs> that each like each aspect of this world like has a specific god whether it be like a god for each element or like there's a different god for the ocean than there is for like weather that type of thing okay so you believe that if there is a god there is multiple ones yes okay do you think that these types of gods are kinds that you can have close personal relationships with or are they standoffish and like that's not a possibility honestly I've never thought about that but when you asked that my first thought was like no but I feel like it's one of those things where like if someone wants to be close to a god that is totally fine and everybody has the right to to feel however close to a higher identity like entity that they want for me i'm perfectly content with just believing in the fact that you know everything happens for a reason and there is a path for me it's just a matter of these higher beings are slowly guiding me down that path by doing certain things to get me there what influences your moral framework and how do you decide your moral code if you're not necessarily looking at a book or a set of rules for it? One thing about me that I believe you know, but the follower, but your listeners don't, is my mom is an immigrant from Syria. 
And that has something that I have been proud of my whole entire life is to say that I'm Arabic. I am, I don't look it, but I'm about 50% Arabic. And we were given these Arabic dresses when my sister and I were younger that our grandfather brought over from Syria. And from like kindergarten to sixth grade, I would wear this dress on the last day of school every year. And eventually, like, it got to the point where I would be teased for being proud of being Arabic, or when I would tell people that my mom is from Syria, they would say, oh, she's a bowl of cereal. Very original. (laughs) Or they would just tease me for the dress. And then 2001 happened. And I was six at the time of 9-11. But I remember that day very clearly in my mind because, so I live an hour out of Boston, where for listeners, Boston International Airport is where the planes flew out of. The hijackers of 9-11 bought the box cutters they used to hijack the plane in my hometown. When 9-11 happened, it strongly affected the majority of Americans' views on Arabs as a, as a whole. And luckily now, that has differed in the past 21 years. But at the time, I specifically remember growing up, and even at the point of high school, up to my senior year of high school, which was 2014, so 13 years later. I had gotten the nickname terrorist. I had been called Al-Qaeda. I got into a very strong debate in my study hall once about how not all Arabs are terrorists. And I was like basically in this verbal battle with one of the other students in my study hall. And the substitute teacher specifically got mad at me. And every single day I would, I, I went off on him after he got mad at me. and. Every single day afterwards, whenever he would see me, he would say, I'm still waiting for my apology. And I would look him dead in the eye and say, you'll get it when I get mine. And so growing up, having gone through all of that, and first off, I am very well aware that people have been called worse things. And, you know, there are a lot bigger problems than that. But that was me receiving hate in one way or another for my ethnic background. And that alone basically shaped, I would say, my morals and the fact that I never wanted another person to have to feel what I felt for one second. And, like, have someone, like, call you the most awful things and, like, just throw hate your way just because of your ethnic background it had nothing to do with who I was as a person. It was, they literally could not see past the fact that I'm Arabic. And they had to like hurt me in one way or another because of that alone. And so from that, it was so important to me for everybody to be able to be treated equally. And like no one, no matter where you are in the world, should be afraid to just be themselves or should have to be afraid of how other people will react because of 
their religious beliefs because of the color of their skin, because of their ethnic background, because of their sexual orientation, no matter what. I get what you're saying. So so your experiences, essentially that one experience, shaped a lot of your morals that you have today. And so when when someone else doesn't abide by those morals that you just expressed that you have are they a good person so if they only want to be hateful then my first thought is no they're not like I understand that and racism is in no way is ever acceptable in my book but a lot of what you are is parental teaching at a young age and so if you grew up with parents that are racist or homophobic it is understandable that those will be your beliefs until you learn exactly what your beliefs are and so for me it depends if you're actually going to go through the actions of teaching yourself exactly what you're preaching and the hate that you are carrying with yourself or and you choose to change it and you apologize or just feel some type of guilt for ever having felt that way. But if you're either not willing to learn because you don't care or you're willing to learn and you're still homophobic and hateful and racist, personally to me, no, you're not a good person and in no way do I want to be around you. And if you want to debate it, fine, come at me. But I promise you that I will go to my grave. That is the hill I will stand on. And I will debate it for hours. And I will gladly stand up for every single person who is indifferent in this world. And when you are perfectly okay with knowing that you have this amount of hate, and you're perfectly okay with spreading that hate, to me, you are the shittiest type of all human beings. Just like taking that those comments and your beliefs and reflecting it back on you have you ever spread hate in that type of way before whether you learned from it or not and would you consider yourself a good person by your standards I mean I'll joke all the time and say I'm going to hell but (laughs) by my standards I would say that I am a good person um I have never spread hate in any way when it comes to you know someone's sexuality someone's ethnic background the color of someone's skin like it the idea of someone do doing that like absolutely disgusts me and yes when you're in school like you spread rumors about people and I would say that's probably the most of the worst thing I've done is you know contribute to rumors but when it comes to actually being so awful to someone for something that literally they cannot change and is not their own choice. No, I would say I've never, and I can't ever see myself because like, and I will gladly preach to the world that like, I'm Arabic. No, you can't tell, but I'm very proud of it. And I'm bisexual. So like, I would never want someone to feel hate for anything that they cannot control because that's who you are at the end of the day. 
you're saying that you stand up for for those types of people and and you advocate for them and you're you're a fan of them um and in many ways because they are like similar to you and they probably have some similar experiences to you so let's talk about now the people who have different views than you who you consider to be homophobic or racist or whatever it may be do you hate them it's hard to say if i hate people if i don't know who they are off the top of my head and i hate i hate the idea of hate in general because when you absolutely hate someone you have to put so much effort into that and so i more so i would say like if i don't know that person exists and i've never met that person i'm not going to waste like waste my energy or waste my breath on hating someone i don't personally know exists so your moral code essentially then comes from comes from you your personal experiences and you make a judgment on other people if they're good or not based on how they live up to that is that essentially what that is i personally don't believe that i have any standing to judge if someone's right or wrong so i wouldn't say that i make a judgment on those people i know that me saying like they're disgusting human beings like that is my sole opinion so if that is my judgment then that is my judgment that is fine but for me it's not that i'm going to go out of my way to be awful to them or anything like that if anything it's i'm going to go out of my way to avoid you unless you are doing something that is actually harmful and hurting someone else if you were just you know you're racist i know you're racist but you keep that internalized i'm not going to go out of my way to to do anything because no sense of racism is obviously okay but as long as you are not spreading your hate i'm indifferent you do you if you if i see you spreading that hate directly in front of my eyes that is when i will literally say something to your face but i will never go out of my way to do it would you consider yourself a spiritual person and are there any specific spiritual practices or traditions that you follow i guess technically i would say i'm spiritual but again like spiritual in the sense that i believe everything happens for a reason and the universe has an intended plan for me any spiritual practices i would say that i don't participate in any type of spiritual practice however i will say that and i believe that this is like the catholicism that was like i guess ingrained in me at a young age is if i am going through a very very hard time in my life i have prayed to like whatever higher power god is up there whether and it's basically me just like laying in bed closing my eyes just talking to them not like you know hands folded on your knees at the end of your bed type thing but 
that is probably the only spiritual practice I have ever done for who knows how long. (laughs) Have you, so prayer, have you seen any evidence of your prayers being answered or anything that you can link back to that moment? I would say no to the prayers just because it's so far and few in between that I actually do it that it's like hard for me to think back on at this moment but there was a very very dark period in my life like during high school and I had started to notice that and I believe this is like where like my spiritualism comes from because then I had zero beliefs I would say I was atheist back then but I would see the planet Saturn places when I was going through a hard time and a few days later things would get better and it was just like a constant pattern for me and so for me the planet Saturn has now become some representation is that something good is always going to come and like yes this sucks now and this may seem like the end of the world but if I see the planet Saturn somewhere I know that it's not the end of the world. Like, it is going to get better. I just need to tough it out. And so, like, having having seen that and realizing that is where I would say my spiritualism comes from. Lots of things that we've talked about here today. Is there anything about your worldview that we didn't cover that you want to talk about or that you want listeners to hear? be understanding of everybody and just like love everybody it doesn't matter I don't want to say it doesn't matter what their beliefs are because if you're racist you don't deserve this but (laughs) um just be accepting of people no matter their sexual orientation or their ethnicity the color of their skin just accept everybody and understand that everybody has something to teach you at no point in your life do you know absolutely everything Thanks so much for listening. More than anything, I hope this left you with more questions about your own faith journey and a burning desire to find the answers. If you want to continue the conversation or have specific questions you'd like to ask, please don't hesitate to reach out to either myself or today's guest. Our socials will be in the description and we'd love to hear from you.